Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia, and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Happy Monday. Today, we have on a very special guest. Brenda, do you want to tell us who today's special guest is? It's sweet and simple. It's my mom! Yay! (laughs) Hi, Claudia! And the crowd goes wild. everyone! We're so excited. So since Sunday was Mother's Day, we thought, what a great thing it would be to celebrate all the mothers on the podcast. So today we're celebrating Brenda's mom, Claudia, and then on Friday we're going to have my mom, Heidi, and we just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, and this is for this is for them. So we're so excited. Yes, so excited. I think we, we talk a little bit about this on Friday's episode with Heidi, but um, we totally understand that there are people out there that don't have the strongest relationship with their mothers or maybe, you know, have lost a, a mother or something like that. And that can be super, super difficult. So our hearts go out to you. And if there's anything in this episode that maybe this isn't the right one for you to listen to, listen to that. Um, there are so many others to choose from, but we wanted to make sure that throughout sharing our lives and our stories that we gave you a little bit of two important people in in our lives who shaped us into being who we are today definitely yeah thanks Brendan, for saying that because that's important so let's get into it claudia tell us who are you where are you from what do you do how old ish are you you don't have to give a number exactly (laughs) give us a little idea Great. I'm really happy to be here with you today. And I was waiting for this day for so long. (laughs) I am 45 years old. And as you know, I'm from Asuncion, Paraguay. It's the heart of South America. I never thought that I would define myself as an animal lover, but now I do. (laughs) (laughs) Because she has sweet caffeine. (laughs) Exactly. I'm a (laughs) feminist. For the past years, I have dedicated um, myself to study women's issues, and I'm very passionate about equal rights, equal pay, all things equal. Yay! Yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> At the United Nations Development Program, I have been doing that most of my life uh, since I was like 21 years old. <laughs> so that's like a, a big part of, of who I am. And I'm also uh, Brenda's mom, as you know. <laughs> and uh, Victor is 17 years old. That's my son. So I have an amazing family and I'm very, very happy to be sharing my life with you today. Oh, we're so excited. And I'm so excited to hear so much from you, Claudia. I think that you're so amazing. And I can't wait to get into all of that. But before we get into all of that, I have heard that you are a big fan of a little thing we do here on the podcast called Pride and Pickle. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) So we thought... To be honest, I was, I'm always telling Brenda, like, don't you think this should be your pickup for, your pickup for the week? <laughs> I always have that in my mind. She's always thinking about it. Well, I, I thought since it was Monday, you could join us for Pride and Pickle today. Would you want to join us? Absolutely. I would love that. 
<laughs> All right, here we go, everybody. It's time for Pride and Pickle. <laughs> Brenda, kick us off. Oh, so my pride this week is that I finally um, got to see my boyfriend. Woo! No, but really, um, I've, I've been talking about it a lot, and it's been definitely really hard on me. So it's my pride, not just for getting to see someone, but more so um, because I feel like I'm just being present. And my mom can definitely probably give you some insight on this, but I feel a lot of guilt often for like not being with my family or any of those things. So um, happy to get to see him and happy to just be present and not feel guilty for not being in places as my mom always tries to assure me. And my pickle this week would be that even so, like, obviously, I just am constantly thinking, well, not constantly, but like there are, for example, first thing in the morning, I'm like, hmm. I wonder if my brother did his homework. <laughs> so present <laughs> most of the time. But also, of course, when you love people in your life, it's it's hard not to just be concerned even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, yeah, I would say that that's, that's my, that's it for the week. That's it good, Brenda. Claudia, what's your pride and fickle this week? Oh my God, my pride is that I have been able to accomplish so much. That's amazing. So much. Yeah, like being at home gives me the opportunity um, to be like with my family and with my dog often, being with my mother who's currently visiting. So that's definitely a pride for me this week. That's a good pride. And she loves her dog muffin. Uh, definitely <laughs> Literally, every single day she'll say I love you more than anything in the world do you know that <laughs> I tell my dog. dog that too <laughs> to the dog I tell ghost that also so I don't blame you I guess it's a dog mom thing <laughs> it's a dog mom thing <laughs> and mom what's your pickle well being at home also has an aspect to it that it's very hard to to cut down on hours it's not the same as mm-hmm. the office and you look and it's 6 p.m and you know you have to leave mm-hmm. it's very hard to have a routine and i'm working on developing that because i know it's something that i really need and particularly now that quarantine it just gets extended more and more so definitely that's something that i would like to work on mm-hmm. yeah, i think a lot of people feel that way yes <laughs> For sure. It's crazy. It's like, we'll get, and I know that her job, all jobs are important, um, but I know that it serves a particularly different type of purpose and it'll be like 1030 PM and she still has her laptop out, but she's not, honestly, she doesn't really complain about it. <laughs> it's just like, like, I think it shows just how natural of a thing it is for her to just always be working. So it it's crazy to me because I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like, that's that thing. But um, yeah, I think we were talking the other day, me and you do, that it's so important to have something that like marks the difference between work and home. Because even if you're at home, it's super easy to get wrapped up in whatever it is you either have to do or want to do in order to accomplish something. Or feel like you have to do. Because you're like, mm-hmm. well, I have this time, so I should be doing more. I could yeah. be doing more. But it is important to have time to rest and, you know, rejuvenate. Absolutely. Rejuvenate, yeah. particularly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in particular. <laughs> Jill, <laughs> what about you? Um, my pride this week is that I bought blue light glasses because mm-hmm. obviously a lot of us are on our devices more now than we usually would be. I know, especially for my job, is usually a very like people-oriented, collaborative job, and I've been on my device a lot, so I've been getting like these weird headaches from staring at my screen all day. So I went on Amazon and I bought some blue light glasses, and they really make a difference. 
Yes, amazing. And they were like $15, like not expensive at all, but they really work and I really feel a difference. Like I've been wearing them for the past three days and I haven't had a headache. Amazing. Yeah, I also bought blue light glasses a little while ago and I left them at the office, but they, I just look really strange in them. They're totally <laughs> not about look, but I decided I'm like, oh, my face is like kind of a round shape. I should probably get like round glasses and it just did not work. Like, I think maybe it was Alex. Someone was like, you kind of look like a potato. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> so me I'm like oh that's a co- thank you <laughs> but yeah that's all right anyway you I'm should really get ones like your mom those are cute I should right oh, thank you really <laughs> but cute. yeah I'm glad you're benefiting from them because so many people have a lot of positive things to say yeah I yeah they definitely help and then my pickle this week was I had this a couple weeks ago it really ebbs and flows like I didn't have any any interest in physical activity this week. Like some weeks I'm gung-ho and then some weeks are like, no, I just don't want to do it. So um, it's only a pickle just because I know that I I do feel better when I do it and I am a little more productive when I, and it doesn't have to be anything crazy, just like even like a nice long walk or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only reason why it's a pickle is because I, I know that I like the way I feel when I do it. Um, so yeah, but it ebbs and flows. I and it's I think totally. it's just like accepting that that especially in this time, like some weeks are gonna be better than others. Absolutely, yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure out there to to do all of the things, movement included. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does ebb and flow. And also sometimes with something that I've really learned that maybe if someone else is going through this, again, not that you have to, not that movement is a must. But if it's something that you really do know, often for me, like finding a layer of accountability to be like, all right, I know I'm going to feel better. Often the motivation comes after you actually do it, which Mm -hmm. feels so backwards because it's like, I want to feel motivated and then do it. But often if you actually do that action, then the motivation will come, which which is something just through lots of trial and error. (laughs) No, I know. I totally hear you. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining us for Pride and Pickle. You're our first ever guest to join us. <laughs> That's an honor for me. Well, we know how much you love it. So we uh-huh. were so excited to share it with you. <laughs> she loves it so much. So, Mom, what were you doing in your 20s? Give us the outline, school, work, relationship, all the things. Oh, my God. Literally, in my 20s, I was doing everything. <laughs> think of everything happened in my 20s <laughs> i worked two jobs i was going to school i got married i had my two kids during my 20s <laughs> wow. i moved country so like everything happened during that period of time that is a lot of things to happen i feel <laughs> I like know. i can't even handle like i don't know where do we start <laughs> i can't yeah. even handle leaving my home for for 10 days like right. my mom she moved left country. her country like <laughs> I mean, it's, that's, it's, it's amazing. And I know, because I know some of your story, Claudia, I think of that, it's not like all the time. I'm like, well, Claudia had two kids and she moved countries and she got married. And like, it's so crazy (laughs) because we're out here being like, I don't know how to order a package on Amazon. (laughs) For real. It's crazy. I mean, when, when did you come here, Claudia? We came to the United States when Brenda was three years old. And just imagine that I got a job, like I think after a week we came. Uh, and it was a total coincidence. I just showed up at my work because I was working at the UNI Paraguay. And then I just decided to visit some friends when I came to the States and they offered me a job. So I said, okay, I will be here for six months. Why not just take the experience? Uh-huh. 
have been here ever since. <laughs> oh my God. What started as a six month uh, like journey and it was more sort of an adventure for the family um, then became a lifelong experience. <laughs> I think that that's amazing because like you don't know what certain doors are going to lead to. Like we think we have this plan for ourselves and exactly. you never know like what was a six month thing turned into your whole life and you never you can't predict that. No. And, and this is a funny story, but uh, it really became a joke because for many years, we also really didn't know what we really wanted or what was going to happen. And for many, many years, we kept saying, yeah, we're living in a couple of years. And then everybody <laughs> saying like, oh, you're still here. <laughs> Seriously, I, I we're just supposed to leave a couple of years ago and things like that. It became like a joke with the uh, cl people close, uh, closest to us, Aww. but we, we really enjoyed, I think that we came here and we made a family of our, mm. you, Julia, are very much a part of you and your beautiful I think that we came here and we were so blessed to meet so many people and you guys are our New Year family. We're so blessed to have our Paraguay family and our New Year family. What can Aww. we ask? For? We really cannot ask for more. Yeah, oh, that warms my heart. I um, it's so true because I remember all growing up in school, like every year I would have this moment where I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to say goodbye to my friends. <laughs> and like my friends would believe I'm sorry I for that. <laughs> we did believe Brenda was leaving for many yes. years. I like, I remember <laughs> I would, it's like people would think I was lying. Uh, but they probably thought I was like a pathological liar trying to get attention because I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm moving to another country soon. <laughs> and then and then I never, ever left. So it's no, just forever. Um, but honestly, going off of that, I re when I recently, very recently, in the, within the past few months, got my citizenship, my American citizenship, and I remember like what a moving event and ceremony it was, especially for my mom. And one of the biggest things that she had said to me was that the people in my life, obviously including you, Ju, like the friends that turned into family were one of the most powerful things that came out of our experience just because it's it's I don't know it's not something you really consider you, family is is family but mm -hmm. um all of the people that are now family and have always felt like family and have made our original transition to now being our normal um and something that like we've placed such deep roots in that like I don't think any of us can realistically imagine right now, you know, moving moving back. It's like, mom, you should have taken us back in elementary school. It's too late now. <laughs> and that also teaches you to treasure every moment, right? Mm. And enjoy what you're going through and like take the most of it. I, I think that's also part of what came out. Uh, mm -hmm. Bad. Definitely. And I just think people are so scared. Like I, you did that in your early 20s and people are so scared in their early 20s to make these big changes or make these big decisions. But it's like you kind of have to go with what the world is offering you because you can't predict what's going to happen one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think my mom's experiences definitely reflect the way that she sees the world. Like she... I often tend to think in a very like safe type of way. Like, okay, how... I don't know, whenever I'm planning things, the safest way that has the most like predictable results, even if they're great results, like just something that I have control of. And I even acknowledge when I talk about jobs or, or future or things like that with my mom, like she often says, oh, I don't know, you could get a job in, in California, you could get a job in here or there. And I'm like, what? 
like to me it feels so far-fetched and so right. like not part of my I don't know not in my realm but for her she's just so open and so like go with the flow even when it came to like talking about getting a master's degree she'd be like oh yeah I spoke to this person and they highly recommend Oxford University I'm like do you know that that's in London <laughs> like, like to me I'm like mm. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, of course. Like, that would be a beautiful experience. I don't know. So I definitely feel like her life has absolutely reflected the way that she sees the world. Oh, what a beautiful <laughs> way to think. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say in your 20s, take the risks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks. Don't be afraid of it. Because if, if there is a moment in life where you can try and then you realize that's not what you want, you have the luxury of going back and, and forth and, and keep trying. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice. Mom, I think yeah. so many of us are really afraid to fail, to try and fail. So I think it's also taking anything that we might deem as a failure as just an experience and having it lead us a different direction. Yeah. And if you fail, I mean, you take lessons out of it mm-hmm. as and you keep moving. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important to hear. We all, I feel like we're, we, we remember to talk about it all the time. We are all grasping on so tightly to this like vision that we've made for ourselves or this idea of success in all these different areas of life. And like, you're right. We have to take the risk. If you fail, you learn. And this is the time to do it. This is the moment for trial and error and enjoy it as much as your successes. Oh, hmm. Thanks, Claudia. That's really good advice. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to hear that today. <laughs> Thank you. Start sobbing. (laughs) So, Claudia, did you always know that you wanted to be a mom? And what was it like having children so young? Oh, that's a yes for me. (laughs) 100%. And this is another joke because it's like a normal thing, so to speak. I mean, all my friends my age, they all had kids more or less at the same time that I had. And it wasn't only until I came to the United States that I realized that I was a very young mother. Yeah. We have so many anecdotes about that with teachers, with parents. Like I would <laughs> with Brenda and my parents-in-law and everybody will think that I was like the big sister or the friend. I uh-huh. mean, we have a million anecdotes about that. But <laughs> Yes, I, I I always wanted to be a mom and I very much enjoyed uh, Brenda because I believe that in a way we sort of grew up together and, and there is something very beautiful about There is something beautiful about that. And it's definitely like we, you know, we sometimes we're in our own, our very little bubble of like, oh, well, culturally, you know, sometimes people here have, you know, it's very common now to not have children until like you're 30. But in a lot of other places, that's not what's common. And it is common to have children in your 20s. So it's, it's, it's so interesting what, like, what trajectory you see yourself on based on where you come from. Mm-hmm. And it can be very different. Definitely. And it's so, it's so easy to place, it's what we do, like, it, we're, we're used to it, but to place what's normal for us onto other people, yep. when you just look at someone, a lot of the time, maybe you have, you have no idea where they're from or what their mm-hmm. culture is or what they believe in. So mm-hmm. to place those sort of standards on someone um, and place judgment or even just a, a quick thought it's interesting because it's not nothing is really accurate you know what I mean it, it, it's all dependent on what we believe in so yeah or to yeah. place it on ourselves to place like Absolutely. a judgment on ourselves of where we should be in our timeline based on other people because like our their experiences their cultures their beliefs can be completely different than ours yeah 
Oh, it's so interesting. And mom, I'm curious as to how, just because we we mentioned how right now, just because of the time we're in and yeah, absolutely the expectations that are that are placed on us here in the United States, but more so just like, or really where we are, because honestly, I'm thinking about like more people in like the southern area of the US do like, it seems more commonly get married and have children younger, but where we kind of are right now, um, where New York, it's, it has been in a like a more average happening later on in life. So mom, since you were doing so many things in your early 20s, how did that kind of work with having a little baby? An amazing, cute, adorable little baby. (laughs) I wonder who that was. (laughs) A treasure, if I must. (laughs) Well, Brenda, you know, I always tell you, and if you know Brenda, you know she's a gift in everything. She is. She is a gift. So I will not sugarcoat it. Because uh, Brenda and I will really had many conversations about it. And it was very difficult, of mm-hmm. course, because I was doing so many things at the same time. And they were like big responsibilities for a 20-year-old and juggling everything was challenging. But the positives totally outgrew the challenges, like by far. Just having, like I mentioned before, people around you who can give you support, who are there for you. And something very beautiful is that around four other babies were born in the family at the same time. So there were like these five girls growing up together, learning how to speak, how to walk, how to do everything together. And that was really precious. Like having family around was really precious. Yeah, oh, I love that. And I, and I and I love how you were honest too because I think it's really easy to just be like, "Oh yeah, like I did all the things and it was fine and here oh, I am." No, no, absolutely not. And and remember Brenda, we have had so many conversations where you would ask me, "Mom, how was it? And I tell you like different parts and different examples of things that 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 were hard. And I always tell you, yes. And, and if you ask me, I will definitely do it all over again because the, the everything was like worth uh, living. Definitely. Yeah, I think that a lot of things in life that are worth it are hard. And especially mm-hmm. if you want more than one thing, if you want to be a mom, if you want to be a career woman like you are, if you want to, you know, have a relationship with a partner like it, it, things ebb and flow and it it's, yeah. it has to be hard it's like a juggling eh? yeah don't let anything stop you I mean you just have to figure out okay this is what I want these are the obstacles that I see can prevent me from getting there and try to identify them and see okay make a plan for every single one of them and I'm sure once you get to that point everything will look so much easier. Mm, Yeah, I think my mom is such a good example to me, at least, when I am not naturally this way. I'm very, very emotional. um, And (laughs) a lot of things get get to me for whatever, you know, whatever reason they may be. And my mom is a big example, I think, of like a a life is tough, but you are tougher. That type of like (laughs) mentality. We are all tougher, definitely. We always joke that Brenda got all the (laughs) feelings. (laughs) She did. She got one of them. (laughs) I got him. (laughs) She got them. But um, whatever it is, yes, I love that you are highlighting that because I believe that you are always stronger and and there is always a way when there is a will. Yep. It's really good advice. It's true. (laughs) Um, So Claudia, how did you start working for the United Nations? Did you always know that that was what you wanted to do? Like, how did you find your career path? 
absolutely not. I started my career as an English teacher um, and I was very much like happy and enjoying my life, surrounded by kids. Life was just wonderful. And all of a sudden I got this job opportunity that I just couldn't resist because, I mean, I didn't really know much about the organization, but I said, well, this, I mean, looks like a really good opportunity. And I started working there and imagine wow. I mean, it happened when I was 21 years old. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so basically this is, um, became part of my life and I just don't see myself doing anything else. I am very much devoted to, to the different uh, uh, causes that we work for, such as like eradication of poverty and reduction of inequalities and exclusion. So, I mean, I, I think that I'm just enjoying seeing myself in different uh, like um, things, but within the organization. Yeah. That's amazing. And again, another example of like risk for reward. You didn't know how it was going to turn out, but you had this opportunity and you're like, Mm -hmm. well, guess I'm going to take it, which a lot of people, I don't, what I think a lot of people would maybe play the safe route. Yeah. And I just decided that I wanted to evolve into these different roles. Um, um, uh, Frankly, I don't see myself doing anything else because this is part of me. It's part of who I am. But also at some point during my career, I decided to take a risk and say, look, if I want to grow, I know I need a master's degree. And Brenda (laughs) knows that that's another part of my story that was very hard because for two years, even more, counting the thesis, I would say three, I didn't do anything else rather than just working and studying in the train on weekends, after dinner. And, And I mean, again, I wouldn't be able to do any of it without the support of my family. So I'm very, very grateful for, for each and every one of them because it was a big sacrifice, not only for me, but for all of us. But yes, when there is risk, there is reward. I'm so glad you brought that up, Claudia, because we talked about with my mom too, of like pursuing things that you want for yourself a little late, like a little later in life. Like I think a lot of us 20 year olds, yeah, I think a lot of us 20 year olds think we have to get it all done now. And then it has to be all set up for the rest of our lives. But like, no, like if you can always Mm -hmm. learn and change and grow and add to your repertoire, Mm -hmm. I think it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's. I think it all depends on what you want for my, for your life. I like Mm -hmm. in my case, I felt very much happier about the fact that I have decided to first let my kids grow and get to a certain stage in life where I could say, okay, now they are both independent and I can totally dedicate this time for myself because I have earned it and I deserve it. And that's the way it worked for me. But I mean, it works differently for everyone. So I would definitely encourage people to pursue your dreams, do those things that you think that this might be crazy, or maybe it's too late in life, or no, just go for it. Definitely. Mm -hmm. If that's what you want, no matter what, you will find the time Mm-hmm. way to do it. And when I finished my master's degree, I had other people coming to me and saying, oh my God, you know what? I don't know how you did it. I'm not sure I can do it. And I kept telling them, of course you can. I mean, if I did it, of course you can do it. And mm-hmm. I have a couple of friends that decided to pursue their master's degree as well after I did it. And they are so happy now. I, that's that's amazing. amazing. It is. And I think too, a really good point to bring up is that like people, everybody kind of has their own timeline which we we do talk about a lot but more so like I think about as we grow older our minds evolve our thoughts evolve our beliefs evolve and I'm even thinking now like I don't know actually I know 
that I would not have successfully gotten a master's degree directly out of college in the way I envisioned myself to, although I wanted to, although I planned to, although I regretted it for a while, I know that I would get so much more out of it today, just a, a two years, whatever later, because the amount of work that I've done, not only on myself, but on my inner world, but just on like what I believe in, who I am without, you know, the conditioning that we have from the world, from society, whatever, um, would be so different. Like my experience experiences as a person would bring me in as a totally through a totally new lens that I would see a class and a master's degree in so I think it's just not to not to harp on what your your original expectations are of yourself or what you think other people expect of you because it's going to work out in whichever way you go about it yeah 100% yeah and I think something that would be one of the like takeaways that I would definitely have for my mom is about like knowledge being power and your education being power powerful um it's one of her (laughs) biggest quotes is that nobody can take that away from you and although yes my mom and I and I'm so proud of her because she did work her freaking butt off for those (laughs) years and I remember the first time we went back to the mall she was like oh like I haven't seen this place in a long time like it was as if she was in it for three years (laughs) I was like she was like walking extra slow I'm like what are you doing she's like I haven't been here in three years I'm like oh my god I'm here every week I haven't been here in three years (laughs) I'm so proud of my mom for everything that she did and I think those courses are intense and crazy especially when you're a full-time worker and a mom and all the things and I will forever be proud of her um but I think it is worth saying too just on the other side of people who feel that pressure in terms of master's degrees that it was so right for my mom and I I think it might be right for me in the future but that totally for people out there listening that are like I have to get one I have to get one for x y and z um to consider that there are alternative options sometimes and that that we're all different and our path is different so don't feel pressure to invest you know so much in something if you haven't weighed what's right for you individually yeah and, th- and obviously it shows that like success does not mean doing things in a one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. six order. Like that's no. order does not matter. It's, it's what Claudia said. It's about knowing what you want in your life and like finding a way to get there whenever that, whenever that is the right time for those things. And that's going to be different for every single person. Mm-hmm. Sure. Embrace it. Embrace it. <laughs> So Claudia, what what is the most difficult part about raising a woman in her 20s and what's the most rewarding part? Oh, this is a very hard question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're putting me on the spot here. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's hard for me, but I have to acknowledge that Brenda is an adult. Mm -hmm. And I have to respect her Mm. and there are boundaries. And for everyone out there who's listening, who have 20 year old kids, I mean, I think this is something that we have to be very much aware of. I mean, I try to respect Brenda's point of views and decisions and respect them. And I could very easily not agree with them, but I I will always say to her when she asked me for advice, I would say, well, maybe if I were you, I would do this or that. But remember, you have the last call and your decision at the end of the day, because it's your life and you're an adult. And I mean, I think that that that's something that it's not easy because as a mom, you maybe want to just, I don't say, I would not, like to say impose yourself but maybe have some sort of influence or on your Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. points of view but I see it in a complete different way I I am I cannot be happier I feel very lucky to have Brenda close to me and 
I think that she's an adult already and, 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 and she, she can make her own decisions in life, even though I may agree or disagree, but it's her life and I very much respect that. Oh, I love that. I appreciate that. And it definitely, <laughs> as like a, as a, I was about to say, as a child, but I guess that's still true. Um, <laughs> Um, it does make me, and I can imagine it would do the same for others, like, like her more, <laughs> you know, in the sense of not feeling like someone is trying to take this crazy control, but really giving this like genuine, honest and caring perspective, but also reminding you that like they quote unquote respect, but do um, respect your opinion and, and your decision and your gut. So I just think it's a really good way of like almost allowing me to listen more to what she has to say because I know that it's coming from a really, really genuine place. And I think one of the things that like as a mother, I believe my mom did really well is that she always came from a place of like, you can trust me. So I know actually Heidi talked about on Friday, she's like, I don't know, like, I love my daughter so much. I wouldn't say she's my best friend because obviously like our best friend is a peer and blah, blah, blah. But I think something that I really loved about my mom's approach in like a non-pressuring way was that she always made it seem like no matter what situation we were in, even ones that you normally wouldn't want to tell your mom about, like if you're in an uncomfortable situation, oh, which actually my mom and Heidi have experienced together in our <laughs> freshman year. Oh, we have God. to share that anecdote when we're we together. Do. We do, we do. Um, but she always made it seem like no matter what situation we're in that we can count on her and it made it so much easier to to approach her and to feel like a no a no how can I wear this? No judgment. No judgment. No judgment. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I yeah. remember th those are the conversations that I try to really enforce even when you were younger, when I said, if you see yourself in a situation where you feel there is something that is simply not right. Just call me and I will ask no questions, but yeah. I will be there for you. Mm -hmm. I think we were both really lucky to have that yeah. and to have like for me to have you, Claudia, for that and also for Brennan to have my mom for that. Like we were very lucky to have two, two women in our lives that were very, you know, wanted to lead us in the right direction, but were also going to be there for us without judgment mm -hmm. if we needed them. Yeah. And we got some of those, those calls. Yes. And it worked. <laughs> It worked. Oh my gosh. We got you girls out from some difficult situation. Uh-huh. Thank God. And for I remember that. I will go and pick you up and I would say, like, where are the other parents? And they were not there. Mm -hmm. It's you too really had, I mean, the choice and, 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 and you were not afraid and you knew that you will count and that you could communicate with, with us. And, and I think, I mean, there is nothing that I can be more thankful for in this world. <laughs> yeah. I'm thankful for it too. Me too. <laughs> but you asked me the most rewarding thing. Oh yeah. That I add to that, and uh, I think it's very important for me to say because I tell Brenda and I tell everyone who wants to hear that she's my rock. <laughs> and the most beautiful thing of this relationship is that we share so many things together, and, and right now, um, it, 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 it evolved also, you know, with the years, but. Right now, just enjoying these walks together or hitting the gym together or buying skincare. Yes. <laughs> From those like very silly things to all those deep conversations mm -hmm. that take every single opportunity to Aww. do that. Be like the riding the car in the mornings or night times when everybody's asleep. Like that is pure treasure. And I, I would 
definitely if someone out there is listening and and i mean just embrace your 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 mom and and try to find moments where you can you know be together and share anything from a cup of coffee or a glass of wine friend is crying because we can do that now <laughs> yes we can except the roles are reversed sometimes where i have to open her wine bottle <laughs> when i get stuck with the wine bottle and i call her like can you please come <laughs> totally reverse roles <laughs> it's just it's beautiful and it is it's like especially as we get older ha- you know finding the things that you connect on and finding the things that bring you both joy and uh, those conversations to happen and I think it's really beautiful as we get older to like navigate you know that relationship even more definitely is Ooh. yay Ooh. <laughs> Brenda you want to tell us some some of the things that you've learned most from your mama I would love to. I think, oh, after she answered that, right. Okay, so I think um, I shared everything about education. She's definitely always instilled that. The life is tough, but you are tougher. She, what she said before about you, you can always count on me. Um, her little saying that I'm not even sure if it's grammatically correct, is it? But she always says we, we pick each other up. <laughs> uh, and That's my mantra. It I is her that. mantra. And it's just so true because it's like even... I, I just feel like I, I am so lucky to have such a close relationship with my mom. And it's it's so, like, I have no doubt whew, that, like, the person that I am is 500% shaped by the person that she is. And whew, why am I crying so much? Deep breath! I Deep too. breath! <laughs> But I think that it seems so simple, but her approach with just like with kindness has always been a thing. I remember I could be telling this story wrong because it's just like how I seem to remember it. But I remember I think when she got her first job um, with the United Nations, she mentioned that a really big part of her was that everybody was always saying that she was so smiley and happy and like always that a smile goes a, a really long way. And it seems so simple, but I just feel like her approach of leading with kindness and leading mm-hmm. with sunshine and leading with care is a type of energy that is so well received like I don't I think there are very few people in this world who would say something negative about my mom if any (laughs) um and I think that she's just taught me so much through the type of person that she is about you know not which I'm huge at this but not feeling this deep need to please everyone and to even things like I literally have like quotes from her stuck in my head that we only have one body and we have to take care of it um (laughs) She's laughing because she knows it's her direct quote. Um, but honestly, I never knew that those things will stick with you. I mean, uh, it's... <laughs> but there, there's just so much. And I, I could probably speak for a whole episode myself on what I've learned from my mom. But at the end of the day, leading with kindness putting yourself first in every situation because it's very easy to get wrapped up in other people um, to work hard and study hard because at the end of the day, it will come back to you. And I think really to always lead with love and care and kindness and and to, to never give up. <laughs> never give up, of course. <laughs> I have this silly theory of a revolving door of these people coming in and out of your lives. And you just treat everyone the same way because you just never know. You may find these people again in your life in a different situation. I mean, you just never know. So I just drop Brenda and also Victor and everyone who's really close to me to, to, to just feel that because it's true. And it has happened to me many, many times. So embrace all of those who come in 
and all of those two go out. Yeah. And wow, I, it's I funny love because that. I, I love that. <laughs> and it's it's so funny because it's like when we when I was younger, like all throughout my life, my mom would always be said, Oh, look, is that your big sister? Is that your sister? And for a long time, oh my God. Yeah. It really it like really almost annoyed me to an extent, which I was yeah. now I'm like, what? But it did. Like to be super, super yeah. real. Like for a while it, it like bothered me because in a weird way it happened when, everywhere. It <laughs> happened everywhere and like I'm still trying to fully understand what it was, but I think as I started to get older, my mom was a beautiful, beautiful woman, and and as I got older, I was like, oh gosh, like everyone seems to be comparing me to my mom and like whatever, but now it's so funny because now that I'm where I am, like being told that I am just like my mom or look just like my mom, like all is like is the best compliment that anyone can give me. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. It's too beautiful when I get to look at this morning inside and out. Oh, thank you, girls. I love you so much. I'm really, really proud of this initiative. I always say to both of you, I mean, you you have this amazing chemistry. And everyone wants to listen to everything that you have to say because you... Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you just, I mean, I don't know if you say this word in English, but you irradiate, like you, you show um, just so much good energy and, and I love it, really. I'm so proud of you. Well, we couldn't do it without your support. <laughs> we couldn't. We really couldn't. We're so sure. thankful. So Claudia, we have one last question for you before we let you go. If there was something that you can t- tell your 20s year old self, what would you tell yourself? Well, honestly, not that I have been giving you like a glance of all these things that have happened. I wouldn't really change anything. Like so many things happened that enriched my life and made me who I am today that I would just say, keep doing what you're doing because amazing things will happen. We need to hear that too. Just keep doing <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing can stop you. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. You Thank are you amazing so much, human Claudia. beings. <laughs> what an uplifting Monday episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody's crying. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I can't form words. <laughs> uh, that's very strange. I know. It's not like her. It's not, I'm a chatty, chatty girl. <laughs> chatty, Kathy. Claudia, thank you so much. You have thank been you, so Mom. incredible. So many gems of wisdom. And thank you for sharing your story with us. And we're so happy to have you. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm here for you. Always and always be. We're so lucky. We're so great. So lucky, Mom. Love you. Love you, girls. Thank Love you. Love you, Claudia. <laughs> Bye. Everybody. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Friday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.